Most for breakfast and end show for dessert. Somebody order pancakes. I just sip the scissor. Right there, I'm grown. Yo, even know the words, so you just you clearly you don't know the words. Yes, I do. I just got a little tongue tied. I told you, like my energies are just all over the chart right now. Yeah, it's no booking info when we're here. No booking info. It's free. And it's your boy Tree. Are people, you going back to tree? I'm, I'm going back to tree. I'm gonna try it for another week. I know, <laughs> I know. People probably wondering, like, why are they coming back playing Kanye through the wire? Mm-hmm. And I was like, listen, I had a near death experience. <laughs> so dramatic. Listen, man, it was real. It was a four car, four car pileup. You know, on the highway, it was real. I didn't know if it, it was touch and go for a minute. You know, it was touch and go. I it was, was touch and go, but you was on Facebook. <laughs> listen, listen. I hope they other lawyers don't hear that. But I wasn't on Facebook while I was driving. No, I was in I was in a four car accident today. You know, my baby, she you Was know. she in the car? No, not my baby. I'm talking about my car, my baby. Oh. Yeah, no, 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 no. That's a material thing. You don't care about that. Yeah. No, if it was, it was chaos, I'd be destroyed. Yeah, and there was a baby in another car. In the oh. car in the BMW that I hit. The beamer. And the beamer. So so long story short, what happened was car B hit car A. <laughs> Oh, you wanted to do it, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I had to do it. Support. Yeah, like I was watching Judge uh, the People's Court today, and so I saw how they <laughs> deal with the little plastic cars. But ju- car B hit car A, and so right at that happened, car C had to swerve to the right. And so me thinking on my feet, I'm like, all right, if they turn right, let me turn left. And so to try and avoid them, and I didn't avoid them, ended up hitting the, the end of it. Long story short, I hit the Beamer. I'm apparently at fault because it's not considered a full, like, four-car collision. It's considered, like, separate incidents. Mm-hmm. So, it it, not even, even if it was connected, it's still considered two separate accidents. Really? It is. That's interesting to know. Yeah, but you know, in it, Pennsylvania, if you hit somebody from behind, it's automatically your fault, no matter what the situation is. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, no, I, I had a situation when I had my minivan. Uh, you had a minivan? I had a minivan. It's you somebody... had like a mystery van? Was it like a mystery van? Or like a... <laughs> I'm not kidnapping little kids in here. Or like caravan? It was... Like it was like a soccer mom van? Or was it, it like, was like a, a yeah, it was a, a van? It was a, a soccer mom type of van. Okay. You know, so I had that. Somebody backed up into me as I was coming. So technically, I hit him in the back. And I still won the case. You know, I, I hired little Johnny. You know what I mean? Little Johnny Cochran. You did mother. not hire Johnny Cochran. I mean, because he's he's rest in peace. Right. But yeah, so that's why I played Kanye through the wire. But this is no booking info. I still got the squeaky chair on deck. You know, that's my baby right here. Yeah, you know, still. I can't sit still. I had like the. I think next we were on switch chairs because I never make noise. That's never mind. I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> See, I was gonna go there, but I didn't go there. So. So we're here, man. Another week. This is episode what? Episode, episode nine. Is, is it nine or eight? Nine. Last week was eight. Eight. Dare to hope with, with Sarah Ashley was eight. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. Listen, that's love. Then we we here. We're still alive. You know, yes. we're still alive, which is a beautiful thing. Life is happening and we're resilient. Life is happening. And People like when we say that, so I think we should just incorporate it in every episode. What? That we're resilient? Life is happening and we're resilient. Oh, life is happening and we're resilient. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. I mean, because it's an... 
it's an overarching theme. Every week, life is happening, and we're resilient. Listen, you're either going to get down or lay down. Stay proud. You know, so we're here. So I guess we're going to go to the, the In the Streets. In the street Segments. In the streets. Mm, 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 mm. So we can, all right. Yeah, thank so you. So this week in these streets, we have, you know, Trump meeting with pretty much anybody that'll meet with him. Basketball players, athletes, comedians, actors, rappers, whoever will meet with him. Um, and I guess we're going to talk about kind of the outrage that goes with that. Because we kind of talked about it when Kanye met with him the first time. But I think a lot of people are like, I mean, I think people were already kind of over Steve Harvey, but now they're like, they're really upset. With but, and I don't see why, you know, honestly, I don't, I don't see why somebody would be upset with Steve Harvey. He, listen, he has power, he has influence, he has money, which is, which gives him the power. And so, yeah, granted, you would want to see Donald say, come on, Bernie Sanders, come on, John Lewis, let's come, let's come talk to me. But no, he's not going to do that. You know, we know why he's not going to do that, because then at that point, he really would have to be held accountable. And so he, he takes the next step, you know, whether right or wrong. And he says, OK, Steve Harvey, somebody else that has influence in the African-American community. Granted, he's is he using Steve? Of course, he's using Steve. Okay. You know, but we I, I, I saw the, the quote and it was like, if you can't be used, you're useless. And so, yeah, nobody's going to work with you or bring you in if they can't use you for something. Let's look at our jobs. You know, our jobs is we go to work, they're using us. Now we're using them too because we need a paycheck. And so now what is Steve Harvey getting out of this? I don't know. You know, the fact is, listen, it's the president. I don't give I don't care who, you know, what is his his belief system is. The president calls, I'm coming. And so I believe in my skill set enough to say that if I, if I go see the president and I'm not I don't agree with what he says or I have issue, then I'm going to let them know. You know, I'm going to let them know. I believe in in my ability to to help people, you know, um, have a, a more clear understanding of, of the perspectives from, like, the disenfranchised. And so Steve could have done that. I mean, I see it from, from two different sides. I can definitely see why people were upset because it's like, this man is outwardly racist, does not care about the plight of our community at all. It really seems like it's more so a situation where he's trying to get people that have influence in the community for it to be a situation where it's like, yeah, I met with him, y'all. Like, he's cool. Come on, let's let's get on the bandwagon. And that's not going to happen. See, but I think, I, I mean, and I don't see, and I think that's underestimating the people because I think the people, and clearly with the outrage um, that's that's happened across social media and, and mass media, that people are too sophisticated for that. Yeah, definitely. But I think that's, kind of what it what what it's supposed to do but it, it doesn't matter what the in, in my eyes it doesn't matter what it's supposed to to look like or again he's using him probably to to calm the people you know so when he meets with martin luther king uh the third you know he's meeting with him to to calm the people to show listen it's the i have black friends you know, it's but he really doesn't. But again, it's it's the I have back black friends, and it's now like well, you're trying to make sessions the attorney general. I, I get that, but again, it's about <laughs> like the it's, it's, it's such a it's a, it's about the appearance. But I don't fault Steve. I don't fault anybody for going to sit with the president 
and to say... No, because I understand you can actually put some things on the table. You can put some things in perspective. You can let him know what needs need to be met and things like that. And if he chooses to really take heed to those things, you know, that's neither him nor there. But at least you went and used your platform to kind of speak for, you know, the disenfranchised or, you know, underserved. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Now that's my whole point. My whole point is, I'm, but I still I, understand why people are upset as well. But you, like, my thing is, what? How else? What else? What do you suggest then? Just leave? Okay, you know what? These four years, nobody talked to him. Matter of fact, we're gonna walk past his. We're gonna walk past him and ignore him. No, he's still, he's still here. He still plays a part in what's happening in the day to day. So do you? But nobody, like, nobody can say that you shouldn't have went and talked to him. Steve, what are you going? You Uncle Tom, what are you going down there to talk to him for? And it's just like, okay, he's here. You know, we're granted, we can't go back and change the election. It happened. He's here. And so now if you're telling me that, okay, it's not Bernie Sanders, it's not a John Lewis, that it might be a Steve Harvey that that could have some type of influence. (laughs) But what influence does Steve Harvey really have, though? But I wouldn't, I mean, look at him. What influence does he not have? I mean, as far as speaking for us, like, I don't know if I want him to, like, even that, that, oh gosh, the, the relationship guru aspect of it. Like, I'm not taking no relationship advice from him. But that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's something different. My thing is, all right, if I'm Steve Harvey, and so the way I look at it Like, is, what makes him credible to speak for us? What has he been through or what has he but ever the, done but we to say, speak for us? But we can say that for a lot of people. You know who exactly. We, but but my thing is <laughs> that's if, the issue. If if it's if it was Jesse Williams, you know, because he was on BET and he he spoke out about the plight. Felt better about exactly. But why though? But why? Because he he spoke out about it. He appears that he he and we haven't heard really Steve come off as articulate and and uh, just having a. a, a just the, the a stance for black uh, people. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But but has Steve Harvey not had a stance for black people? Oh, because we don't know what it's been. We can't sit there and say, you know what? On BET at the BET Awards, he got up there for ten minutes and he said uh, what he said. No, I don't but think he's about that. but how many doors have Steve Harvey opened? You know, for for African Americans, he was the I mean one of the first comedians that I've shown that has a morning show. You know, who has an all African American. Uh, uh, staff and, and what have you. So it's like people look at him because he's the comedian. He's the funny guy we see on Family Feud. And, you know, we see him with Bernie Mac and all of these people. So we don't take him serious. But when in reality, it's like, all right, we have to, regardless whether right, wrong, or indifferent, we have Steve Harvey. And so if we have Steve Harvey, let's put these bright minds surrounding Steve Harvey. Like, oh, Steve, before you go in there, listen, come, we're going we gonna to prep you. We want you because this is well, that makes if, if you're going to be the person that's going to be in there that he's calling. Listen, we're going to prep you. We're going to have you go in there. Do you think that's what happened? I don't I can't speak to that. OK, it's a lot of things that happen in politics that we don't know about. Just, but, yeah. but, but but because it is because Trump's president. <laughs> Trump is president because he, he speaks for a population that's been disenfranchised for for disenfranchised listen it's again it's disenfranchised they feel that if, if somebody if if, an, if a caucasian person who who doesn't believe in in obama and the democratic um way of life they say they feel dis, disenfranchised who am i to tell them that they're wrong who, like seriously who am i to tell them that they're wrong for how they feel they're entitled to feel they're <laughs> you gotta be kidding me they're entitled to feel how they feel 
say, no, you're wrong. You can't feel this way. No, I mean, they if they feel that way, that's strictly their perception. It's, it's not reality. It is, but if it's your perception, that is reality. Barely. Not to that's you. That's like saying they don't have, if they don't feel like they're privileged, they don't have privilege. No, that's not saying the same thing. <laughs> that's, that's, the same that's, thing. that's not saying the same thing. Essentially, it is the same that's, that's thing. That's not saying Because they don't feel like they're privileged. But the fact is, they are privileged. So for again, for so they may feel disenfranchised, but the reality of the situation is, they are not a disenfranchised people. Listen, the fact of the matter is, as far as as somebody in the White House and in Congress and in the Senate and, and all of these things that are advocating for their needs, they feel disenfranchised. So for eight years, I think that's so, the wrong word. I, I I don't I don't think so. They they can't relate. Look, I, I mean, if we look up the definition of disenfranchised. I think, if anything, I feel like they're feeling like they're losing their grasp on the way that they want to mold the country, how they want the how they want the country to be. They want it to go back to the way it was. There's a fear with there's there's a real fear with letting black people succeed and be successful, and people of color be successful and run things. There is a fear of that. So listen, it's, it's, it's it, again disenfranchised definition deprived of power, marginalized. Okay, so and just like when when Bush was in there for eight years, how uh, many African Americans felt and, and many minorities in general felt disenfranchised. The same can be said. We are disenfranchised. But the thing is, but we can't sit. But the but the fact of the matter is, I'm not going to sit there and say somebody's. Um, that what how they feel is is wrong. I'm not, you know, it's it's granted you it, it might be um it's what how they feel is valid. Now we can go on to say if 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 how they're feeling if it's I don't want to say reliable. But again, I don't I don't want to sit there and say that somebody's wrong for saying they feel disenfranchised about how they're feeling because they don't feel that the president represented them for eight years. And and this is what happens. It goes back and forth. In this system, okay, in four years, it might be a Democratic person. So then you're going to have uh, Republicans at that point saying, okay, we feel disenfranchised. We feel marginalized. We don't feel represented. This is this is what this system breeds. So, I mean, granted, historically, have have minorities and African-Americans been more disenfranchised than the, than the majority? Of course. But that still doesn't mean that disenfranchised is not the right word for, for how they feel. Okay. You just don't want you. We gotta agree. because you don't want to give. You don't want to give. Um, because they're not disenfranchised. They're privileged and they're not disenfranchised. And I, I'm not giving it to them. I just, I just don't. I don't see how. I'm uh, not giving it to them. I know if I'm a Caucasian male and I'm and I'm sitting here and I'm. I, have, I understand what you're saying. If I, if I have a million dollars and I and that's trying to make, but I'm not giving oh, it. Then, then that's because you're being petty. I'm not being petty. That is, is petty. Is. That they is are not disenfranchised. They are they are privileged. Yeah. See, you're compa- and this is this is the issue that I have with people. It's like there's a, a comparing of of plights, you know, in in all struggles. It's always a comparison of the the black struggle. You can't compare the black struggle to the the Af- to the I'm gonna say black struggle to the African American struggle. But yeah, you know, because I don't consider myself black. But um, I don't really consider myself African American. I'm black. I'm not black. Black is dark and gloomy. I'm far from it. Oh, you know, my roots my roots are from Africa. My I've never my, been to Africa. You don't have to be there. We're all from Africa. We're all from Africa. Everybody's from Africa. Yeah. So uh, just the, the comparison of place, like, oh, because you're a white privileged male that you can't feel this way. 
And it's just like, well, I don't necessarily think that's true. They it's can. it's it's different. It's just different. Okay. It's, like it's I different. said, we can agree to disagree. Because I'm not swaying. Anyway. And you're clearly not swaying. No, I'm, I'm not swaying because listen, no, that's I, fine. I believe that's okay. We're allowed to have difference in opinion. I, no, we I'm, do it every I'm, week. It's I'm okay. A, I'm always right. It was about to be petty. All right. So <laughs> next. Oh, his John Lewis comments. Oh, I don't even want to talk about Trump anymore. No, I, I mean, okay. I mean, he made the John Lewis. Did he make John? Lewis? Yeah, he did make John. Him and Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider was more funny. So Rob Schneider is Adam Sandler's. I don't think that was funny. Homie, no, it's funny because look who it's coming from. Oh, like Rob right. Schneider, like of all people. Yeah, you played the. When did he play an Asian? An Asian man? I forgot what uh, what movie that was. Within like the last ten years, but you know, he made the the about he needs to take a cue from Martin Luther King. You know about how to act, and it's like, well, you was arm in arm with Martin Luther King, so exactly. Yeah, it was just. He said Martin Luther King was like a brother to him. Yeah, so it's. It's crazy how they just completely twisted and convoluted this man's legacy. He was known as a a terrorist, (laughs) a threat to national security. People can say what they want. The government killed that man. And now they're celebrating him and making it seem like he was just kumbaya and he was all for just this peace and let's all get along despite everything else. He was for economic equality. He was for... He spoke the truth. They leave all of that out. But I don't don't even want to say they. We. We leave it out. We're not the ones promoting what the truth is about about like Martin Luther King. No, I, I don't think so. When I, I see it, like I, I see the especially again social media. I see the same quotes uh, circulating amongst people because all we do is copy and paste. Rarely do I see anybody doing any any due diligence to bring out some uh, some different information with regards to. Um, you know, with regards to Dr. King about the other well, side. I think of it depends him. on who you follow because the people that I follow. They all, they're pretty woke. So I saw a. What is woke? Oh, what is woke? I just, I just got out of, I just got out of bed. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not sleep anymore. I'm a woke brother. <laughs> you know, we are. It's, I, it's, these terms I, mean, that I get feel coined. like to me, woke is realizing what's going on around you, realizing that there's a system. Is it's it institutionalized? Is it levels? Systemic, and it's there to go against you, but you can still beat it. But you need to realize that it's there. It's present. And it's something that you have to, that's why you have to study harder. That's why you have to work harder. That's why you have to do everything two times better to be in the same position as somebody that doesn't look like you. And that's the reality of the situation. Yeah, I guess. I mean, it's Listen, just, it's, 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 right. it's, it's, no, I say that to say, like, it's just, it's exhausting, you know? It is exhausting. It's being just, black is exhausting. Being African-American is it. exhausting. I love being black. Or call black. me American oh Negro. Oh my gosh, I love being black so much, but it is exhausting. We can't alienate our Caucasian listeners. It is exhausting being black. It is. And you can't turn it off. <laughs> you black all day, every day. So. I, listen, I get it. But it's dope. Like, I wouldn't want to be anything else other than I am. Black women are made of honey and sunshine and shea butter and coconut oil and, and gold and all those 
and petty and shady. Here you go. Don't start your stuff. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just speaking the truth to the young youth. Right. But yeah, but next off of that, let's we could move mm-hmm. on. So we're gonna talk about Eddie Long passing away. Eddie Long died. Peace out. Next. <laughs> yeah, I mean you can't touch you can't touch you can't touch the babies and think you're gonna get a airplay, so peace out. Peace out, Edward. I mean, but there was a lot of like. Yeah. But we all fall short of the glory of God, right? Isn't that what? Oh, oh, it got. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah look yeah. at the believers. The believers yeah, step yeah, up, yeah. like, well, no, nah, no. Nah, that's what they say. That's what the believers say. We all fall short. We, all fall short. we some fall shorter than others. You know. Well, Austin is the same. If he repented, he's in heaven, right? According to the good word. According to the word. All right. So next. <laughs> I ain't trying to put, listen, I'm not trying to put anybody's faith on trial here. Well, my faith is strong and unshakable, so it ain't no putting uh, mine on trial. Mm-hmm, I got greens, beans, <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> All right, so, I mean, we can get into the episode. Oh, that was it for, uh, I thought we had more. I swear, we always have more in these streets. What, you just nixed them out? You X'd them? Just like you do. You DMX'd them? What you DMX though? I didn't DMX uh, You're not going to let me hold the book to see what you DMX'd out here? <laughs> Oh, you were supposed to come with like the celebrity breakups, but you didn't. I'm sure. Well, your breakup or a celebrity breakup? <laughs> <laughs> no shade. Oh, that was my co-host is single in these streets now, man. That's, that's uh, crazy. You know, it's it's real out here. She come in with the <laughs> with the glow, that soul glow, that you know, that fresh anointing, <laughs> that fresh anointing glow. You know, I'm a, it's a new season. It's a, it's a new day. <laughs> it's a new season. It's a new day. And we, I mean, we're not going to get into that. You know, that. I mean, it is what it is. I mean, that's one of the, that's one of the things about a breakup. Like, it'd be hard, especially when, especially like with the podcast situation. Like, you know, I went from talking to how crazy was and this, that, and the third. Pictures all on Instagram. We all cute. Man likes, and then it's like, no, we ain't together no more. It's just like, oh. Did you delete it? I hate when people would say, like, I don't like being asked what happened over and over again. Because I'm really selective about who I share stuff with, mm-hmm. like especially, like, the older I've gotten. Because it just goes left, you know? I don't really tell people my business real, real. Like, people talk too much. Mm-hmm. They twist stories. You know, I just don't got time for it. So, I tell God and a very select few you know, people in my life. So, I mean, it is what it is. At the end of the day, what I have to say is do what makes you happy. Do what's best for you. You know, be honest with yourself. If somebody can't give you what you really want, don't think they're going to change. Let it go. It's all, it's 2017. Like, there's no short. Like, we out here getting everything that we want. Everything. Anybody in your life or anything in your life is not conducive to the goals that you're trying to reach this year, you gotta let them go. You got to, no matter how difficult it is. Separation, elevation. Oh, look at you. Like, I mean, it bees like this. So, but no, I, no, 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 we're not gonna get it, not yet, not yet, because I still got some questions surrounding the, the breakup, Jennifer's Vaughn. Oh. Uh, just one question. So, so, because everybody has it. You know, what is that one song that's going to come in the radio or that's going to come on your on your phone when you listen to the music that's going to have you like, mm, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, like, what's, what's that one song that's going to break you down? Oh, 
I mean, I listen to music all day, every day. So. So y'all didn't have like a song, like a a, a joint song where it's just like, oh, that's my jam, that's my jam, that's our jam. No. No. Not really. I mean, there's a couple songs that we like. We liked. So I mean, whatever. But since I wasn't able to do. <laughs> Since I wasn't able to do like a list and like what we're doing, I did a list for like breakups, like the hardest things about a breakup. The hardest thing <laughs> I about had to get a list and and so I'm gonna make it quick because I feel like there's probably other people out here going through breakups too. It's the beginning of the year, you know. People cut ties towards the end of the year, the beginning of the year. <laughs> they do, you know. You know, people want to change and rearrange some things in their lives. So I'm, I just want to let y'all know that I'm here for y'all and I'm here with y'all. What? What's up with you? <laughs> you know all this sign language. Like, what is going on? No. So, I mean, number one, <clears throat> breaking up period is hard. Like, getting to that point where it's like, I'm really done. You know? Because, like, you will take somebody back, you'll justify, you'll... Make excuses. You'll you'll do all types of things to keep somebody in your life when you know that you know it might be time to let it go. That is a hard step to take. That first step, the bre- actual breakup, it's hard. Yeah, because I mean it's it's hard because you that means you got used to somebody. I know for me personally, um, you know, with the breakups that I've had, it, it's more of <sighs> oh. <laughs> no, what you saying awful? I don't say oh no, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out how I can put this in I mean, words. but that goes into the second one, like getting used to living without them. Well, I think I think that's difficult. Um I, I, yeah, somebody used to conversing with every day. Mm-hmm. Um you know being did, around them. Being around them. I know I said last week, you know, how I realized like my phone was dry, like yeah. super dry without you know, without conversing with the person. Mm-hmm. And so and then the idea of okay. I got to talk to somebody else now, you know, at some right. point. Like or even like when funny stuff happens or something like exciting happens. And like, that's the first person that you would usually like hit up. Like, guess what just happened? Like, this is crazy. This is funny. I'm going to send you this video. And it's just like, no. Yeah. No. And then you, or you text them or you call well, them. I don't change my number and everything. So. Cut. Thanks to me. You could thank me now. You could thank me now. Why you have to be petty? Why did you have to take, why did you have to take credit for that? Cause I, I stopped you from committing a felony. <laughs> Like that, like. True. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, like you. Why? Why I got to do this? Why I can't? Just, I, I stopped I you doing You didn't stop problem. me. I would have came to that conclusion on my own. I try to live my life according to Romans 12, and you know, just because people do stuff to you doesn't mean you're supposed to go do stuff back. Revenge is not yours; it's the Lord's. Yeah. So I would have, I would have talked myself through it. I would have got to my mature state. I was at a heightened sense of, you know upsetness yeah yeah but yeah whatever so the hardest part i feel like is breaking up with their family and friends too because i think it's necessary like and it's nothing personal and when you spend so much time with a person like so many like years like the people that are important to them they become important to you too the people that they love you love them too so it's like when you really do take that step to like be done done you have to give up those people too. So it's like even a bigger loss because I'm not just losing one person. I'm losing their whole like network, their family, their friends. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I rarely have that issue. Um, I mean, cause I, I rarely meet like the family. I mean, I'm, I mean, you don't show up at Christmas. 
Touche, my touche. Touche. This is this is gonna be a petty episode. I, I, I take Clearly. it. No, I mean that's that's. I don't want to say that's part of it. Yeah, that's part of it. Man, hindsight twenty twenty. I probably again. And I don't want to listen. I don't want to sit and talk about that because as we go, as the weeks go past, you know, these are weeks that are going by where that situation is is further away. So mm-hmm. again, I mean, I should have went. I should have went to Christmas, but you know, it, I it you. is. You should have. It is what it is at this point, but um, yeah. So I mean, but I just don't have that. I don't have that issue because it's. I, mean, I might meet friends, you know, and things, but the the, the family aspect, I, you know, it's because that's a that. Yeah. I mean, because again, I'm, all right, because like I, you I, love I, them, you love their family, you love. You know what I mean? Their yeah. friends. I mean, you have. Like, they become important too. See, you. I mean, but you, you, you an old boy. Uh, were together for you know for some time, so that was like yeah. you were spending holidays together. So it wasn't like a like this situation that would have been like a a new first situation for yeah, for true. her. And that, well, no, because I was at her crib for Thanksgiving, um, you know. But it would have been like I would have met more people, right. you know. So you, but you had time and you know years and yeah, it's like I've known these people for like six years now. Exactly, so like, exactly. So yeah, I'm only twenty six. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but and that's the thing. Like you got a life ahead of you. Like I think. Being in relationships that young for that long, um, it's you don't really fully get to learn who you are in the in that no, pro- because you no, I feel like I'm fully invested in who I am. I, no, I think I think I, it's very clear. I think it's I think it's a difference personally. I think it's and you'll realize you can't say it now because you're in where you are. Uh, but when you get thirty, let's say you get thirty three, where I am, you look at it like you know uh, how. You know where you've grown without somebody, because you know you can grow with somebody, yes, sure. but it's nothing like growing without somebody to then know what it is that you truly want when you're with somebody. Ooh, Facebook deep. Ooh. <laughs> you got Facebook deep. Yeah, listen, man, listen. That's 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 what I do. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's what I do. I'm a I am a therapist. You know, I do. I might shuck and job oh, yeah, on yeah, here, yeah. you know, but I'm <laughs> I'm quite professional with my but opinions. I, I know. It to be true. <laughs> Um, and then like getting over them, when do you start dating again and stuff like that? Because, you know, before this situation, there was like a year that I was single, but before that I was in a six year relationship. So it's like, you know, it took me a a good over a year to like really get over the first one. Yeah. It's like this one, I feel like the love was deeper. I feel like it was like, what in the world? (laughs) Come on, man. My bad. That's on me. I feel like this one's going to be harder. I feel like I just might need to take two years to battle this time. You know? But I know for a fact that I don't want to move on until I'm over the situation because I've seen the damage that I can do not being over someone and moving on. I mean... It's crucial. Hurt hurt people hurt people. And that's that's a reality. And I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. Like I've been that person in the past and I, that's not what I want. I, I mean, again, I can I can say from personal experience and, and going from, go, let's say going from, let's get a, I'm give them names. So that's like going from Tweety, a person I dated for like a year. So going from Tweety to... PYT. So PYT to mm-hmm. the person I, I dated recently. You know, going from Tweety to PYT um, was... 
Because it happened rather rather quickly. It did. It happened. It happened rather quickly. It did. Um, I mean, but it, but that's the thing. Like it, it's still. I feel like. No, say say it. Say it. We family. We family. Say it. I feel like there was like a little overlap. No, no, no. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't overlap. It wasn't overlap. No, no, it wasn't overlap. Oh no. I mean, it's not because it was just like. It just kind of smoothed in. It was like, wait, how did when did that happen? Like, I thought like we were just talking about Tweety now. Okay. Good. No, we talking about P Lot too. No, it, it was. I mean, not to get in detail, it wasn't an overlap because you know P Lot T and I were were cool. You know, it was mm-hmm. just uh, we was cool. A friend you know? thing and tried to make it a little more. You know, we, I mean, not, we were cool. You know, and that situation was like on the outs. You know, like out out like yeah, like out she out. Took our- we had to secure the podcast episode. We secure the podcast episode two. Check it out. But um, but but yeah, you know, it was so me going from Tweety to Pyt. It was, you know, it was difficult. And and what happens is when you get in a situation like that, like you're starting off from a deficit. And that's what I that's what I realize now. Where I, I started from. Okay, well, you know. People have expectations. People know what they want. Mm-hmm. And so here I am coming in saying, well, you know what? My last situation had me emotionally unavailable. Mm-hmm. And so, it, which is a lot of people won't say and won't be truthful. They'll just say, all right, listen, we're going to kick it. And knowing that where they are, you know, but, you know, so I definitely think that played a part in in the demise, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, with, but a lot of times you could even be honest. And if people like you enough, they'll justify a reason why why they why they stay and and that's real and and so it's like there was it they they turned it into a movie like that she's he she's just not that into you or something mm-hmm. like that yeah. you know when it doesn't uh when it doesn't work and so i mean again it's a it's a growing experience it's a learning experience so yeah it can be you would ideally want to be healed quote unquote healed whatever that is for you right you i know, think healing is so important yeah but like, people I, that's what I've learned. Like you can really mess up like potentially really good friendships and relationships by moving on too quickly and not really healing, you know? But I and then we say healing, but I, I really don't think people understand what healing is. You know, the components that come with it, you know, the psychological aspect of of getting used to being away from somebody. Um and and not and not having that need to to be with somebody. And that's what a lot of people do. They leave and hop in another situation because they might feel lonely or they need some attention. And so they didn't, you know, let that psychological piece, they didn't let that emotional piece heal. Mm-hmm. And so, like, it takes time, especially if you're invested. But I feel like when you do that, you end up settling, honestly. And I feel like at this point, like, no one's perfect, but what is it? It's a lid for every pot. Like, don't settle for anything less than everything you want. You know what I mean? Like, people are out here, like, there's really dope people out here. And I don't think you should, you know what I mean, just take anything. Because you're not just anybody. But And that's what it comes down to. It comes down to your recognition of of who you are and what it is that you deserve. And so, um, we often... We often do settle because we, you know, we say we we want these things. We see it on social media all the time. You know, I'm dope. This, I got, you know, I'm glowed up. I got a lot <laughs> going on for me. Um, but the next thing you know, they they in a situation, and then they're out of the situation, and it's just like because they don't want to be patient. 
You know, I'm not the one to say, oh, wait for God to send them into your life. No, I'm not, I'm not the person to say that. But I do think it's something to be said about about that time spent alone, that time spent, you know, recognizing what it is that you want to do. Like you if you're telling me you like to go out and you like to you know, go out on dates, but you haven't gone out by yourself on a date, that's kind of problematic to me um, with your whole perception. That means um, that. That. I, I mean, part of it is you're needy. You know, you're, <laughs> well, listen, that's you, the, you're, you are needy. You're needy for that for that attention, that emotional attention. That, that well, I've been dating myself for a long time, even when I was in a relationship. Yeah, but but I think that's a critical component of of healing and learning self. So me going to you know Cracker Barrel, me going to Cracker Barrel <laughs> uh, by myself, or me going to to the cigar lounge by myself and and that was dope by the way yeah respect, that was fun. respect. so listen it, it is a cool. chill it's a chill vibe check out smoke yeah you put they me, not you they, put me on. yeah you know but but you got to do these things and like i realized it tasted like maple syrup <laughs> the cigar <laughs> the cigar yeah the cigar that they did I, so you said but I, but i think and this goes into you know props to dr amber uh 21 days of self-care like self-care is important especially when you're going through this healing process yeah, and, I, and I got lemonade on repeat oh and that's how you're healing through beyonce mm-hmm. okay all right and so me, i feel like i went through that like yeah. she's she's taking me through, through your relationship yeah she's taking me on a, a, a journey a visual audio tour of what happened and how we not about to do it again now listen <laughs> and if you do do it again it's okay no no you're not going you're just not going to do it no. again all right listen I, I respect it i respect it Thanks, i appreciate it. i appreciate all the support people are mad supportive it's, it's kind of bittersweet it's just like because people like, probably knew it was time it's been time and you don't like, only, yes, and that's what happened girl, good for you yes like that's, what? That's, that's what happens we'd be in situations and it was like, like we had a wool over our eyes you know over our hearts because we we care about somebody and we want to try and make it work because we don't want to be we think we found our soulmate whatever that is i still don't know if we defined it the other week when we did the episode and and we 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 begin to settle we begin to settle and take less than what we deserve because we don't want to walk away and we don't want to hurt somebody's feelings and we don't want to go through the heartache and pain and the, and the grieving process that we need to go to. So we right. sit and stay. But I don't want to make it seem like it was all bad because it was, it was great when it was great. So I'm not going to say anything bad about him or really say like it was a horrible relationship because that's not true and that's not real. So, you know, we just want very different things. We're going in different directions. And sometimes where God's taking you, some people can't go. So where I'm going, he can't go. And where he going, I don't want to go. So, you know, that's what it is. But speaking of all that, breakups and stuff, you know, at some point you start dating again. And I feel like a lot of people start out with online dating. So we'll segue into that. Welcome to today's topic, the world, the treacherous underworld of online dating. Mm -hmm. it's, 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 it's real. So we brought up POF last week. We did. We did. And my mom called me. She was like, what's a DM? I said, that's a direct message. She was like, what is it? I said, well, you know, on your social sites, like if somebody sends you a private message, like that's, that's a direct message. She's like, oh, okay. What's a POF? I was like, it's plenty of fish. She was like, what's that? 
I was like, I mean, it's basically like online dating. Like, you make an account and stuff like that, and people hit you up. Do you know? She hounded me for a good day. Like, I want to make a POF. How to make a POF? No, you're not making a POF. You don't need a POF. Like, what are you mean? You're not making a POF. You do not need a POF. So I keep telling her no. She's like, all right, well, I'm going to call Gabby. She gonna tell me. I said that's my best friend. She's not gonna say. She's gonna tell you, you the same you gonna thing. Plug in, you gonna plug in Gabby? <laughs> well, I mean, okay. she's a part of my life. So she was like, "I'm gonna call Gabby." Gabby's gonna tell me. I was like, "She's gonna tell you the exact same thing I told you to have a seat." So you know, she called her and Gabby. She told her how to do it, but my mom played her. My mom called her and was like, "Pre told me to call you and ask you how <laughs> to make a POF." <laughs> she snaked her. So my mom had the POF. Because Gabby was gullible. Gullible mm. Gabby. GG. <laughs> That's your new name, Gabby. GG. They do call her GG. Word. So, yeah. Well, I mean, POF. So I'm on POF and my mom's on POF. And that's so weird to me. I don't like that. What's your mom's name? I'm going to crack on You think I'm going to tell you my mom's name on POF? Well, first of all, I don't even know her name on POF. But I'm not telling you my mom's name on POF. And nobody from home better go looking for my mom. Because I will... Just don't go look for my mom. I'm not playing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, 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 the online dating, you know, POF in particular. Because, I, I mean, I've, I did a couple stints on POF. Those uh, type is the worst. I hate it. So, I was on it for like a day. I was like, this is the worst. Yeah. I, I think there's 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 a, a, a I think online dating is a, is a, a it can be a good thing. I, I think because I've known people who've gotten married. People um, always say that. And I don't know anyone personally. Really? Who actually got married off of a black planet, a Christian well, mingle? Well, I mean, I, yeah, I, for, I know one person who um, he got married. He met his wife off of online dating, which is really which, That's yeah, cool. which is which it is cool. It is cool. I think, and and I go into it with an with an open mind um, because I mean, I look at my how my days are. I'm not out here enough to to meet somebody that's that's super dope quality that's that's quick and quality and where i have time to entertain them so like the people i've you know when i think about like the people i've dated it's been people like i've known for a period of time Mm -hmm. you know it's not somebody fresh new off the street because i'm not in i'm not in situations like that i understand that um you know i'm trying now trying to put myself in into more situations where i can meet people um, not even just as far as like a dating, just to, to I think it's, it's odd to meet a dope person. Like I, I was at the gym yesterday. I met a, a, a dope attorney. You know what I mean? It was just like, because it's, it's cool to you be. You listen to the show? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. I, yeah. I, I ain't well, got you no. just plugged her so you scared the gym. Like, I gave you a shout out on this podcast. I listen to it. Oh, yeah. I ain't got no game. You, you know? don't. But no game is the best game. That's what they say. Nobody on POF has game. Oh, my gosh. Listen. Ugh. Cause, cause you know what it is. It makes it so difficult when you to, especially from the from the the man's point of view and and trying to talk to a female. It's it's kind of it's difficult. You know, it's difficult to try. First, you got to sift through. Um, you got to go through the whole profile and you know what is your what do you want. So it's like for me, okay, she has to be uh, twenty five to 45 or whatever then 25 to 45 then we gotta go to we gotta go to education you know you gotta have a bachelor's degree um you know yeah so you know you gotta go down to a body extra fluffy uh (laughs) you know what i mean is you gotta go through this whole list more to love more to love extra fluffy um 
But you got to go through all of these things and then you get this, all these pictures of people. So now you got to sit through and sift through, you know, first who's attractive. Because that's because that, that matters. I don't care what nobody it says. It's about matter. the heart. No. You know, so you got to sift through and sift through and sift through. And then you find somebody that's like, okay, now you got to see what they did in their profile. You know, uh, what did they write about themselves? I, like my one homegirl, she sent me what she wrote. She wrote like like a, a six seven page. Oh no! And I'm just sitting there like. Nobody's reading all that. I mean, they hit her up. Well, I guess people. I mean, do but they they. I mean, guys, you you never know. But but yeah, guys, we're we're not reading that. We're going to look at the pictures. We want to see how nice you look. I'm looking for keywords, like especially when it's like a first. I'm looking to see if you even bothered took time to even fill in anything. Because if you didn't take time, you're not ask serious. Me, ask me. Yeah, ask me. you're not serious about yeah. you're not serious about anything. And so if you did fill it in, you know, I want to see, you know, what, uh, where you come from with yours, as far as do you take a negative approach? Don't hit me up if you ain't got X, <laughs> Y, and Z. And it's just oh like, yo, know, listen, that's prevalent. On, just on, 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 because the only thing I've done is, is plenty of fish and, and soul swipe, uh, you know, because I'm not paying for, for anything else. I did okay keep it too, like years ago, my, uh. Somebody I worked with made me one, and I just felt like they were all serial killers. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's the thing, like, I've, so it's you know, so you take the time. Like, I've met two people off there. One of them is like a. I've a, never met anybody. Really? I literally, I'll be on there for a week, and I just be like, I can't do this. Like, no, I just get tired. Like, it's exhausting. Well, dating in general is exhausting, and that's the frustrating part. Like, I wish this is why you know people go to matchmakers. Yep. You know, we had the matchmaker post on Facebook that I tagged you in about, you know, the Atlanta-based online matchmaker was, well, not online, Atlanta-based matchmaker was saying that that black women need to be more open to bisexual men or men who've had experiences, mm-hmm. you know, and trying, <laughs> I told you I was going to bring it up, mm-hmm. and try, you know, and, and understanding their, uh, you know, and, and understanding their sexuality. What I'll say is sexuality is very fluid. Meanwhile, people still have their preferences, and for me, it's it's enough. So even if he was the man of your dreams, the man of your dreams, you talk to him for... I'm not going to know he's the man of my dreams. Why not? Because. Like, well, if he's upfront about it, or if I just don't know. Well, if he, if, let's say he, he doesn't bring it up to you. He brings it up after six months, and you're head over heels. <sighs> Why would he do that? I'm saying, uh, see, but we <laughs> that would be a horrible thing to do to somebody. You tell somebody something like that up front, you don't wait six months in. What happened with uh? When did what's her name find out? Oh, Molly. On, Molly uh, on on Insecure. Um, they've been on a few dates. Like she definitely that was after their sexual experience. Yeah, they had definitely slept together, and I can't remember how it came up, but it came up, and she was just like, "What?" I mean, in that situation, he probably would have been better off just not telling her. But I feel like that is something you got to tell somebody. I don't know. Listen, I just don't want no parts. <laughs> Listen, that's why I don't even... I'm not in a rush to start dating at all. I'm taking my time. Yeah. I'm taking my time. I'm not trying to date nobody out here. I don't want to. Well, I think I think it's, it's, it's how we look at it. I think... And this is a part of being honest. And, you and know, I think it depends on what you consider bisexual like there's different factors that go into it it's not just you know uh, see I, this is why I said I didn't want to talk about that see, see I think in a, and I think in the in African American community you know first off homosexuality is already taboo 
as it, it is. And it shouldn't be. And it, and it shouldn't be. It but, really, really shouldn't be. But then we go go to, you know, how, and somebody had on the post, they said, well, you know, we're more accepting to bisexual black women than we are to black. But that's Definitely. just, a, that's society in general. Society. That's society in general. Like for, for women, it's like a sexy thing. For God, it's just like, whoa, like, what are you doing? You yeah, know? exactly. Exactly. Which isn't fair. It's, and and it's, it's not. Um, it's, you know, it just shows how far we need to But like you said earlier, it's just like a man being promiscuous is acceptable, whereas a woman, so-called being promiscuous, is looked down upon, you know? Yeah, 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 definitely. I, I just think it takes more accepting and understanding uh that's just me, in my opinion. I, mean, I, I still just feel like people need to grow as human beings. Yeah, I think, I, and I think it's, but it's necessary. Like your preferences too. Well, yeah, definitely. I think, but we need to, we need to make it okay for people to explore their sexualities, um, because then, yeah, you know why? You know why I say that? Because then we have, we wouldn't have as many down low brothers as as we do, um, because then they they may be more inclined to be upfront with who they are. Make sense? I see where you're going, but I just... Do bios matter on POF? <laughs> so you just call you just call gloss over that. I thought it was a, I thought we had hit on a good that was a good um professional adult topic that we had touched on about the plight of homosexuality in the African American community. But you you just saying no. You telling me I gotta keep it moving. So I listen. I listen. My thing is, whatever makes you happy, be truthful, be honest, be happy, be happy. But I think more more women will be surprised if they if they open their hearts to no. Oh, well, you did say that having a bio matters. You said they don't have a bio, then it means that they don't take anything seriously. <laughs> All right, I guess we off that topic. Uh, yeah, no, I, I definitely don't think it is. Um, yeah, you can't. Y'all can't take nobody serious. You couldn't take out the time. To write, but then I think it's what you you get what you pay for. Like POF is free, Soul Swipe is free, so you're gonna have people who are on there and they're, you know, that's not that's not the best representation of of single life. For me, I look at like what they're looking for. Like if it's a like not seeking commitment of any kind, I'm not speaking to you. If it says like casual dating, I'm not speaking to you. Cause to me that just it just sounds like you just looking for somebody to sleep with, and no. And see that's not true because I, you know, I, I I mean no, it's true what they, you know, how that's perceived. You know, my my one friend, shout out to Janae, we homies again, um, after like an eight month hiatus, um, and so like she had told me a couple years ago, she was like, oh, I see why you're not getting no love because it says casual dating. Instead of saying you're looking for a relationship, but sure enough, when I changed it, it's, they start hitting me up. They start hitting me up. But my thing is, uh, casual dating for me, I'm not looking for, uh, I'm not looking for sex. But that's you know, what if, it sounds like. If it, that's how it's perceived. But but that, that's the thing. I think that's words where words mean things. Oh gosh, if I hear that one more time, <laughs> um, <laughs> they do actions, actions, and listen. When I did my love language, it said for me, actions matter. You know, it's about the action. So, yes, I can say... But what actions can you really experience on online dating, though? 
unless you actually like go and physically physically yeah but I, th- but I think it's, it's a matter of being open like being open to people like you can't sit there and tell me you're on there and you're not going to talk to somebody with casual dating but but you're single like who are you to say like i was on there all week like just basically like doing research for today or whatever and like i talked to people that i usually wouldn't talk to because usually like if they're under six feet i wouldn't message them back or if it's a you know i mean my preferences are my preferences if they were like muslim i wouldn't message them back or if um, like they had kids, I wouldn't message them back. So this week, I kind of like messaged pretty much everybody back, and it was interesting to see like how all my you know preferences kind of kept a lot of cool people out of the loop. Like there were some people that had some good sense that I wouldn't normally have talked to if I wasn't you know being super open this week. So it was just like you know a, a moment of self reflection for me, like. Are you being extremely shallow? Are you being, you know, discriminatory? Like, are your expectations, like, keeping you from meeting quality people? It always is. It, it always is. Our, what, we, what we perceive that we think we want is eliminating a lot of people who may potentially be for us. You know, we, we, we cloak it in the, under words like standards and, and things like that. You know, even when I said, look, this is what I'm looking for, 25 to to 45. How do I know my soulmate's not 46 and just right on the other side or 24 <laughs> on the other side? Or what if they don't have a bachelor's degree? They might be, um, you know, uh, putting a chicken in that KFC. They, or they could be a there's high school graduates that are business. Owners. Exactly. You know, it's, I could date a singer, uh, an aspiring singer or a dancer or, you know, somebody who's passionate about what it is that they do. Uh, so I think we do limit ourselves and we, because we have these, what we call expectations, these standards. So we just X out a, a bunch of people. That's why at this point, I mean, the 2017 is I'm open. open. In 2017, I'm, I'm open, man. I'm open to, I'm open to everything. I'm open to everything. Old love, new love. You know, I, old oh, love. I'm not open to old love. You're not open to old love. I, I think it depends how the old love comes back. If if the old because listen, who am I to say that the the person I might have dated, but like we, it might not have been our time. You know, I'm a firm believer. Like just because we like we might have had this experience in my twenties or or teens that it's over. No, I, I've grown. You know, and hopefully you have. So if we revisit this, you know, a little bit later down the line, might be the one for me. It's, it's, we never. That's the thing. We never know. We put so, and this is why many people it's end up really single. It's a really big world, and there's a lot of people on it. Honestly, I don't feel like my future husband is in Philadelphia. My future husband, I don't think, is in Pennsylvania. I honestly think that my future husband is in the United States of America. Where are you I feel like I might meet him in Bali or. Thailand or Japan. Japan. And you know, it's a big world. Jamaica. When I was in Dubai, all of the married couples that I met, they were all from different countries. Like one was from somewhere and one was from somewhere else. And they met some they met each other traveling and now they're married. Well and that's why I say we have we have different we have multiple soulmates for Yeah, and I believe that. I think there's more than one person that is for you. And I think it really just depends on who's going to make you happy. 
<laughs> like seriously. And I think it's about precedence in the beginning. Like you set the standard for how people treat you. You teach people how to treat you. So if you're accepting of something in the beginning that you're really not, you know what I mean, okay with, mm. it becomes okay. So you need to be upfront with, nah, that's not cool with me. So if that's something that you're into, then maybe we don't need to do this. Like being honest is important. Like I feel like a lot of people, they compromise on things that they shouldn't when they're just like dating or getting to know somebody. Such as what? Um, Anything like just like morals or beliefs or just like, I don't know. I'm trying to think of an example. You know what bothers me? Okay, when you start talking to somebody and, um, I mean, I understand dating costs for men. Like, point blank period, it costs. And if you can't afford it, maybe you shouldn't do it, you know? So, don't think that you're going to just meet somebody and come over to their house. Like, I don't know you. You're not coming to my house. You're not coming to my house. I'm not, I, I mean, you're not coming here to chill. Chill don't pay bills. So, like, we can go out. It doesn't have to be something expensive. It don't have to be a $200 date. It could be something chill and where we can just talk something cheap or free. But you're not coming to my house. I'm not cooking for you. You ain't coming to my house to cook for me. I ain't coming to your house for you to cook for me. We ain't Cody. We ain't watching Cody. We ain't watching Netflix. No Cody and Cuddle. Hulu. No Cody and Cuddle. No Netflix and chill. No, none of that. Like, I don't even know you. You're not coming to my house. See, I, and like I feel like some people will be accepting of it and be like, "All right, you, you could come." No, take me on a date. But that's do you. it the right way. That's you. Well, that's me. That's, that's my you. okay. But I feel like it's a lot of people that you know. What I mean, they accept things in the beginning that's not okay. So now, three months later, when y'all still ain't going out, and he's still just coming over and chilling at your house because you never made it. It's like, why don't we go out? Yeah. But it's like that's who that's who you were. Yeah, that's, that's that's what we did. We didn't go out, so why are we going out now? Exactly. I get what you're saying. I get exactly. Precedence. Set the precedence. Set the tone for how you want to be treated and how you want the relationship. Like what your expectations and that's, and are. That, and that goes both ways because I, I think the way when, yeah, we, when we say this, I think it's always the idea that this is for women, and I think men need to set the precedence. Well, what will you accept and what won't you accept? Um, I'm trying to think of something for men. Off top, that we because we're, we're we're I mean society says we have to accept everything if we're going to if we're going to date somebody. The Bible says he he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing. But a what a good thing. But what about him? You know what about him? Why why do I have to be the pursuer? I, it gets it gets frustrating at times. You know it does. I don't. Why can't somebody pursue me? Why can't I feel? But would you be as interested if a woman pursued you rather than you pursuing her? I feel like a lot of guys that kind of turns them off. Honestly, no, I, I, I want it to be equal pursuance. Okay. Well, yeah. I think mutual interest is very important. Like playing hard to get and all yeah, those no, things. Yeah, no, 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 like, that's no, a game. That's we, a game. We adults. If you like somebody, show them you like them. Both parties. If somebody's showing that they're not interested in you, if they're taking forever to text you back, if they can't find time for you, if they can't, you know. Um, like just do little basic stuff. They're not into you. If you feel like you're the one always reaching out, <laughs> what's this? If you're the one always reaching out, they're really not that into you. And that's okay. And it's okay. Move on. Don't 
keep wasting time with someone that's clearly not worried about you, where you can go somewhere where you're going to be appreciated and loved and adored. And, and that's why I always, it's the quote by, by Eric Thomas, you know, he's, and this might not be him. I think I heard it from somebody else too, but um, go where you're appreciated, not where you're tolerated. Exactly. You know, go, and that's real. That's so real. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. It's, so, I mean, I don't know. And I feel like men and women both have different expectations on these social sites. Like, I feel like some women are really on there. Well, I think there's two different situations. I think some are on there just for meals, <laughs> just to find somebody to take them out to eat. But then I think there are women on there that really are seriously looking for someone to date. And I feel like a lot of guys, that's not the case. I feel like some of them are on there to find someone to date, but I feel like a lot of them are looking for a situationship or they're just passing time. So here we go back to that situationship. Uh, situationships, they can be brutal. I, I, they can and, really be a strain on like what could be I, a good relationship. But I think that's the importance of, of communication. And if you're if one is communicating... Then I just don't see. First, I hate the term situationship. It's either relationship or it's not. It's is I, I know a situationship. Listen, if I date you, if I'm dating, it's a situation. It's not a that's situation. Treated like a relationship. No, we're 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 in a relationship. I don't feel like like my homegirl. She she texts me, and you know I, I you know I went over with you. Uh, I went over the text with you because I th- I do feel like we've talked that ad no talked ad nauseum about the idea of situationships. But she was talking to her cousin who's, who lives in Philadelphia. You know, our friend lives in D.C. now. And, you know, she said, do men in Philadelphia date with intentions on becoming involved in a relationship? Or is it just uh, or are situationships more comfortable and common to engage in? And she asked this because since she's been living in D.C., um, she just noticed that the difference in, in the approach of men. I don't. And, and how and what their outlook is. And so, you know, is it something just endemic to Philadelphia where it's that quote unquote situation shit where, you know, we're just all right with the status quo and just just know, kicking it, just kicking it. And so and my response was, again, at first off, I, I don't want to say it's endemic to Philadelphia. You know, I, I, do I do it? Do, 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 do I do I think males? um do I think, a, a, and again, I can't speak for the large majority of males, but do I think a, a, a large majority of males, you know, enter a situation with, okay, I don't know what this is going to be. And they're open to potentially it being various things. I think so. I think women tend to come into a relationship with what, a, again, I go back to this imaginary shot clock. You know, you get 28. And when you get 30 and it's the time on the shot clock is winding down, you you feel like it's like, all right, 24 seconds. Now it's down to like 10. So anybody I'm dating, I'm dating with a purpose. I'm dating with Listen. a that, that's not again. <laughs> that's I, I, what I'm, I'm not in a rush to start dating again. But when I do start dating again, listen, the next serious relationship I have, I'm going to make sure that I do it right. Because I want it to be the last relationship that I have. Like, yeah. I'm not dating to just date. I'm not dating so, to kick it. And so you say that, and you're, you're not even... Are you 26 yet? I am 26. You're 26. Me. You say you want it to be your last relationship. And that's, listen, I wish you the best. You know, but when I say when when I say last relationship, I'm thinking, 
like I said before, 67 years. So in your case, 74 years till I'm till you're 100. What's are you? Are, there's nothing wrong with that. But are you getting that after six months of dating? After a year of dating? When when are you getting that? No, 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 no. You want to spend six your, months or a year? Like I. But it can't. Before. But it can't it be five be, years. It, it can't be seven years. Five, I think, is my cat. <laughs> I feel like if you don't know that you want to spend the rest of your life after being with somebody for five years, they are not the one. Point blank period. They're not the one. And I think a lot of what really mucks up the situation is having sex. I feel like if if women were um, more, you know. And men. If men and women. If men and women. Because let's not get okay, it. Like right, I've, right. I've held out. Okay. I, listen, I've. I've held out. And so... I feel like if men and women took that off the table and just got to know each other, besides that, without that, because that really does add a completely different layer and complication to any relationship. You know? People go crazy from it. So if you really take the time out to get to know somebody with that off the table, I think people would be more inclined to move forward with relationships or move off of relationships see but i i I disagree because i think sex is an an important component in in a situation with somebody and so yeah i do and i don't want it to sound shallow or superficial or i'm sure it's about to no but i but i think listen for some people sex if it's if the sex is whack if you consider the sex whack but you, you can teach good sex. No, you can't. Yes, you I'm, can. I'm, you could, yes, you, you could, can. you could, you could teach, you could teach foreplay. You can teach. Listen, if you can't, certain um, uh, physical. Uh, <laughs> my hand, yeah, my hand is moving at 100 miles an hour right now. Cause I'm trying to figure out what I want to say, but my hand is making a gesture that I, I, I want to say. Uh, but you know, there's if 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 you're not satisfied. Like yes, you can help. You can work with somebody to to help them to get to know you and get you know your likes and dislikes. But if the sex is not what you desire it to be, that's grounds to leave a relationship. You think? I th- I definitely think so because I, I think, think that's an that's an important component in in a relationship. I think it's an it's as equal of importance as. Um, just overall chemistry as far as finances, as far as a lot like of like if you had the chemistry in every other in every yeah. other way, I feel like it helps that chemistry. Oh, 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 yeah, definitely, it definitely can, it definitely can enhance it. Um, but still, it's you know bad. You shouldn't have to settle for bad sex because you're getting all your other needs <laughs> I met. Understand that, but I don't know if it's it's good. I think I, I think I, I, for me, um, is it, would it be a deal breaker? I don't because I, I'm I'm a I'm a. You know what? I feel like women would settle for bad sex before men would settle for bad sex. Like I know people in relationships that are happy with most of it, and they're not happy with the sex, and, that, and, and they stay. For right now, they stay. For right now, because I think after at that period of time, and if it doesn't improve, and steps aren't being taken, and you're not, you know, introducing new things into into the um, the situation, then I like the likelihood of somebody stepping out. I do, I do. So well, that's that's poor communication, and that's poor self control. Well, I do not condone cheating. 
for any reason. No, I, I don't condone Leave. I don't, no, I agree. I completely agree. I completely agree. It's just, again, it's, it's about the individual. So, you know, for me, will I leave because of bad um, sexual experience? I mean, I'm celibate, so I don't have to worry about that. Next one is, what's next? <laughs> come on, come on, come on. Let's keep it. Let's keep popping. You gotta stop lying to people. But whatever. Do you think it's okay for um, someone that's actually in a relationship to be on one of the online dating sites? Like, even if they say, like, you know, on their site that they're not looking and they're in a relationship. For me, it's like, why are you even on you here? You shouldn't be in it. You shouldn't. I don't think, because that, that gives you access to people that are actually no. looking to date someone. So what are you on there yeah, for? Honestly, so when I... I think that's crazy. When I, when I was in a situation, like, would there be times where if I'm home... I, granted, my intentions weren't to go look for anybody, but... Listen, I don't feel like seeing the same people on Instagram. So it's like, all right, let me go on here and just scroll and see what I can look. See, that's problematic. That's not problematic because that's no different than me going to an adult movie channel and, and looking at something. Uh, or that's really different because those people have access to you. Those people no, are down the street, around the corner. But but it's all about what your it's city. about what your intent is. You know, if if we're talking about intent, listen. Do For I, me, it's do about I want... what it looks like. It's not always. It's, that's the it's, problem. It's, the intent, yeah. it's important, but it's about what it looks like too. Women always go off of what something looks like. It looks bad. It that doesn't. Matters. It doesn't look well. That it's, matters. Black lives matter. This don't matter. Well, absolutely. <laughs> you threw me off. <laughs> You did it on purpose. <laughs> no, I, 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 again, it's. I wasn't going on there to to seek anybody out. Sometimes I just wanted to go look. You know what I mean? It's like when I was when I seen you on it. You know, it would just happen to be me <laughs> Why scrolling. Why you tell me in there? Like, you know. like, hey, what you doing on here? She's like, get out, get away, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, so but it's, no, I don't think it's right. Like, I I like if you're in a relationship or you're pursuing somebody seriously, you shouldn't even have the app on your phone. But if if so if if but see me being on there, but if it came at me and said, "Yo, what you like?" Somebody, so and so said they seen you on there. What's that about? I'm not gonna sit here and try to say like, "Oh, I'm right." You know what I mean? I don't want right, to. Exactly. Yeah, I wouldn't. Say, I wouldn't argue that. Like my bad. I I effed up. I was just on here for X, Y, and Z reason, just to look and see what's what the world is. That'll get you in trouble. Like yeah, and so I you shouldn't even have it. Yeah, and so I get it. I get it. So yeah, that's a mess. That's a mess. Start some stuff. Yeah, unnecessary drama. That's the thing. Unnecessary drama in the 2017, man. Yo. <laughs> no, but I'm so serious. Like, energy, positivity, the vibes. Like, listen. Yeah, listen. It's, it's, there's no compromising on who you are or what you want. Like, this is the year to go for everything that you want. We're not taking those shorts. No shorts. And my dom voice. We ain't taking no shorts. No shorts this year. I don't get it, but yeah. So. Yeah, so. I mean, and I mean, that's pretty much it for the online dating. Yeah. But, you know, tax season's coming up. Tax season is indeed coming up. Not, not tax on. Not tax on who's oh, in. Who's in Oh man! Uh, who's in? <laughs> who's locked up? Our competition. He, yeah, our competition. He got a million views. We got like. 23 but you know what i mean we, we still out here we we out in these streets so we got we, more than 23 don't play it we're gonna hold we're gonna hold it down even though tax stone is is locked up i'm not gonna say free tax though because he probably did it 
Oh, you know what I mean? So I'm not, I'm not oh, going to say that. Wild. But no, tax season is definitely coming up. And we have a, a dope guest who... Dre Campbell. And he's going to tell us all about some of the important things. And it's really insightful um, interview. And definitely can apply some of these things to, you know, when you get your W-2s and you go do your taxes, definitely hit him up for his services. And if you do, let him know no booking info sent you. So let's get into it. Okay, so... I love bringing y'all interviews, especially ones that are, like, fruitful. And what I mean by fruitful is I love um, when we interview people that the listeners can learn from. And not only just learn from it, because you can listen to somebody talk till you turn blue, but when they have information that's good that you can actually apply to your life and it'll be helpful, I think it's so much more dope. So today we are honored to have (laughs) Andre Campbell. I call him Dre. I've known him for a while. Um, and he's going to talk about taxes, and he's very knowledgeable in the subject. Um, he's been in the tax industry since 2011. He started as an intern. He, uh, once he graduated, he worked his way up from a lead preparer to marketing manager, general manager, and then he was even a district manager over three corporate stores, which is amazing because he's super young. Um, and he had, he managed like one of the number one growth stores in New York, um, and now he actually owns his own store, um, and well, not the brand, but the store, and that's major. Like, how old are you, Drake? I just turned 26 December 20th. Yeah, that's wild, and you already own your own business, your own tax preparation business, and I think that's so awesome. So we are so honored and happy to have you on the show. Thanks for coming on. No, yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. It's made me feel special all week to know I was looking for it. The pleasure is mine. <laughs> well, that makes us so fancy here on no booking up. Definitely. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So what, um, what made you get into the tax business? Well, when I was in high school, my mom had a pretty good job, and she worked for the state. And once the recession came around and things got kind of funny, she got laid off. So one thing I always said I wanted to do was do something that was recession-proof. And Ben Ben Franklin himself, his famous words were, nothing in this world is certain except for death and taxes. So when the opportunity was presented to me, it was absolutely something I wanted to do. Okay, so, you know, a lot of people, they go on TurboTax or a lot of those other programs because they're free to do their taxes. And sometimes it's a little more complicated than that. What are, like, three, like, common mistakes that you see people make on their taxes when they, you know? One of the biggest mistakes people make is – it's actually not a mistake. It's just not knowing. So one friend I had – I'll give you a perfect, a, a legit example. One friend I had was in college and had a job. She filed her taxes by herself on TurboTax three years in a row, and – she thought she was good. So then the fourth year is when she found out about my business. And just out of a desire to support, she let me do her taxes. Um, I wasn't going to charge her because I'm like, I know you're used to doing your taxes free. But, you know, mm-hmm. just support my business. I'll do your taxes. Once I did her tax, once I asked her to send me her tax info, I realized she was missing something. I'm like, aren't you in college? She's like, yeah. I'm like, do you pay to go to college? She's like, yeah. I'm like, well, you're entitled to a credit that's $1,000 up to 2500 
So she <laughs> sent me her return for this year, for the year of. I did her return and got her $1,500 extra. Nice. And then I amended her taxes for the three years prior to filing with me and got her $1,500 for each one. Mm. Well, how far did that go back? You're allowed to <laughs> amend your taxes up to three years. And right, well. the credit, if if you're not, if if you think you get it, the credit's called the American Opportunity Credit, and it's for anybody that's an undergrad, and then there's a continued learning credit for anyone who's in college. I mean, and, and they're in grad school. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, I think I used to claim that. I think, I don't know. I do mine on terrible taxes, too. But this year, I'm definitely going to, you know, slide them on over to you. <laughs> yeah, and I tell anybody, if 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 you've done your taxes yourself and, you know, you want to do it simply to support, I'll always give you a, a estimate for free. And if it's better than what you've done yourself, then I'm going to charge. But if, okay. you, if it comes out to the same, then, you know, I don't mind. I'll do it for free. That's a a fair deal. That's a fair deal. (laughs) So I do have a question. Um, So because I was I was told this because you know we always get you know second and third hand information about the about the tax man. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Other than you know people that have really studied it or taught taxes, a lot of my clients know more about taxes than my staff. Because this is the biggest check they're going to get in the year, so they know that they know yeah. the rules and regulations it takes to get this money. So if somebody told you, <laughs> just because they don't do taxes doesn't mean they don't know what they're talking. That about. does that doesn't mean it's not true. Okay, so in in my well, I'm not going to use me as an example because Uncle Sam might be listening. They might try to audit me, but it <laughs> is an audit who's, question. Who's the um? Who's the guy you <laughs> was it Geraldo or something? Or who? What do we call him? Your face, oh, she, like your your person that you use when you really talk about you, but you're not talking about you. Uh, I don't know. We're gonna call him Mar. We're gonna we're gonna call him Marquis. So so there's Marquis, right? Personality. Okay. <laughs> not mine again, Uncle Sam. It's not me. But uh, so a question: When so you have you know two parents who are co-parenting, and you know they alternate their child every other year. They have that agreement. You know, one year we're going to claim one of taxes, the other year the other parent does. Does that make one more susceptible to possibly being audit, audited if this, you know, if this alternating continues? Now, if Marquise wanted to call me after this interview, I could answer <laughs> that question the way he desired it to be. But because I'm on a a recorded line, I'm going to answer it correctly. And technically, though they co-parent, whoever provides more than 50% of that person's shelter, food, or entertainment is the one who's entitled to claim him. Now, if that so happens to change each and every year because one of the parents makes more money one year, so they pay for the child, and another parent makes more money the next year, so they pay for the child, that's not a problem. But the okay. proper way to do it is whoever covers more than 50% of his shelter, food, and entertainment. Okay. Okay. Well, I thank you. Well, Mark, somebody named Marquise, he's he listening out there. And he thanks you <laughs> for, the, <laughs> for the information. Okay. No so problem. we touched on the, the first mistake 
what are the other two? This mistake is, is I, I think it's like the funniest and cutest thing in the world. So a lot of people will donate clothes to like the Goodwill or something mm-hmm. or a local church. And the first thing they do is give you a, a tax deduction voucher, right? Mm-hmm. So you're ready to file your taxes and you're like, yo, I got my voucher from this church. I get $500. I'm do- using this on my taxes. I hate to break it to you. In most instances, that's not going to be enough. Now, slow me down if I'm getting too far, I mean, going too fast. But basically, your options with taxes in regards to charitable donations, you can either use a standard deduction, which the IRS grants you, or itemized deduction, which is made up of things like medical expenses, dental, interest, or charity, or any theft losses that you have. If those if those three things combine to be more than your standard deduction, which for a single person is $6,300, then oh, wow. you can use, yes, then you can use your charitable deduction. So when okay. you come in with your $500 charity receipt, you're about, nowhere near $6,300. Yeah, you're about $6,000 off from that actually affecting your tax return. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I never knew that. Yeah, people come in all this. It's gotten to the point where if someone's so adamant about it, I just let them believe, like, hey, you know, it got you $25. I don't know. But it doesn't really help you. That's good to know. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you asked for three. Another one, people, a lot of times, they'll, when they apply for a job and they fill out a W-4, they have the option to claim anything from zero to 99. Now, a lot of people will decide to claim maybe four or five exemptions because they want more money on their weekly check. Now, week to week, it's going to help you. But what ends up happening is at the end of the tax year, you're looking for a refund, and you may actually end up owing. Okay, mm-hmm. because you didn't pay enough in. Right, because you didn't pay enough. Essentially, your money that's actually the government just held on to all year and they're giving it back to you at the end. Right, so, they make it seem like they did you a favor, but essentially it's yours. Okay. Gotcha. okay. But this question um, might be a little off, off, off. It's not off topic, but it, I, I believe it was something. I believe it was a gentleman in like Boston, Massachusetts. I don't know why that. That city and state uh, <laughs> screams out to me, but it, um, he went without paying federal taxes because there's no, there's nothing like in the Constitution or, or any type of law that says you have to pay taxes. Is that accurate? You talking about Trump? That yeah, that is not accurate. <laughs> Unless you're like one of those people that are above the government. I forget what it's called, but there's like some. There's a group of people who govern themselves and they don't have to abide by American rules. Like they don't have to really? have an ID. Like definitely. Yeah, I, I don't know what it's called. I've just heard of it before. Like they don't have to. So it's like a sovereign, like, like a exactly. sovereign, like yeah, like the Native Americans, you know, indigenous right. people. people. Yes, they don't have to get driver's licenses. They don't have to follow certain American rules, and taxes is one of them. But for oh, the yeah. American, for the American citizen, there's no way around it. Okay. Okay. Oh, interesting. So, how important is it to file every year? Because you know, some people 
they go years and years and years without filing at all, and they're just like think that you know at the end they'll just get this big lump sum since they didn't file or. Well, if you don't plan on doing anything major, you have up to well. Let me start with if you don't owe taxes. If you don't owe taxes, you have up to three years to file your tax return. Now, in the event you owe taxes, you still have an opportunity to wait that three years, but your tax liability may gain interest and you may receive extra penalties. Oh, wow. But the the most important reason to file your taxes every year on the year. Say you're looking to get a business loan or you're looking to get a, a mortgage, most of those things require tax return. Most of those okay. things are, you know, are judged based on your past year tax return. Unless you're so, I mean, president of the United States. Exactly. <laughs> and, and, I mean, me, myself, to be honest, I actually haven't filed my taxes in the last two years. So it's oh, not wow, – really? Yeah, it's not the, you know, it's not like you'll go to jail. A lot of people are scared you're going to jail if you don't do do right by taxes. Yeah, well, I mean, well, I yeah, it's, like it's, this, this instilled fear of Uncle Sam, like, Uncle Sam will, like, ruin your life. He'll take everything you own, <laughs> and you'll just be living out on the street with no money. <laughs> I mean, it can get there, but you'd have to push him pretty far. Like, you'd have to make a couple million to disrespect him, and yeah. then, yeah, he he might come to your door at that point. Well, not us with no booking info. So us with no booking <laughs> yeah. info. Well, no, they, they mess with me. Let's just speak for yourself. They they, they, well, they definitely mess with me. I pay the IRS every month. I oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, let me tell you one thing. Why, since we're on the IRS coming for you, if someone calls you from the IRS, I won't say 100% of the time, but nine times out of ten, it is not the IRS. If anyone ever calls, your oh, wow. phone, and they say, we're, we're the IRS, you owe money, you need to make a credit card payment over the phone now. For the most part, that's fraud. The IRS, for the most part, does their communication via mail. Yeah, yeah. I've never gotten a phone call. Yeah, because you can't get no, a, I've gotten a phone call. Yeah. And it wasn't yeah, there. A lot of times. Did yeah, you give the information? <laughs> no, because you no. ask some questions, and they can't answer the questions. You know, right. what's your ID number is one thing you can always ask them. If they okay, what's your ID number? number. Mm-hmm. Okay. 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 Yeah. Cool. So, I guess we kind of touched on this, but it was kind of like, what exactly is a refund and where does the money come from? Okay. So, a tax return is made up of about four or five components. It starts off with your gross income then you're going to subtract your exemptions and your standard or itemized deductions, and then we get to your taxable income. Your taxable income will let you know your liability, and at that moment you'll add any credits or payments that you were – any payments that you made. I'll give you an example with, like, round numbers. So – the exemption you get is $4,000 for each person on your tax return. Mm-hmm. So if if it's just you, you're filing single, you get an exemption of $4,000. If you're married, 8000 If you're married with a child, 12000 So say we have a mother of a mother of two, and she made about $30,000 for the year. Now, how the exemption is going to work against her gross income is it's going to be subtracted against her gross income to get to her taxable income. So we'll take 12000 off the 30000 
for the three exemptions she gets, herself, one for her child, one for her other child. Okay. And then a standard deduction ranges from 6000 like we spoke about when you're, when you're doing the charity, the charitable donations. It ranges from 6000 to 12000 And that changes based on your filing status as well. Now, as a mother of two, she's going to get the head of household filing status, so she'll get a $9,300 standard deduction. And this is for everywhere in America, not just like New York or Pennsylvania or wherever? Yeah, this is federal. I'm not talking state taxes at all because that changes so many times. Everything I'm speaking about is federal. Okay. Okay. So with her, she started with thirty thousand. We took off twelve because of her exemptions. We took off nine because of her standard deduction. So basically, her taxable income is nine thousand dollars at this point. Now, most people, assuming that they claim the correct number on their W four, pay about ten percent of their gross income in taxes. Mm-hmm. So the ten the ten percent she paid on is her gross income of thirty thousand dollars. So she would have paid about $3,000 in federal taxes over the years. But because her taxable income is only $9,000, her liability is really only $900. So right there, before we go any further, she already is positive about $2,000. Okay. Now, she'll get other credits like earned income, which can range from zero to $3,000, zero to six thousand dollars and she'll get an additional child tax credit for a thousand dollars so just to round it off let's say her earned income credit is twenty five hundred dollars and additional child tax credit is a thousand dollars so she was already positive two thousand now she's positive another twenty five hundred and another thousand so essentially that right (laughs) essentially that's how we get a five thousand dollar return okay Okay, that's interesting. I didn't know, yeah. like, the, you know, the breakdown of how you start with your growth and then you end up, you know, whatever. Right. Yeah, so that's that's the that's another reason why if you decide to claim less, you can end up owing zero. Because though you're paying 10% on your gross income, it doesn't matter until your taxable income. So if you okay. claim five on your W-4 and you're not paying enough taxes every week, by the time you take off your exemption and your standard deduction, you could still end up breaking even, which is what right. I aim to do every year. Okay. Okay, cool. All right. And I guess I just have one final question. And so as a small business owner, as my small business owner myself, and I have, you know, friends who are small business owners, just the importance of, of receipts and, and things like that. I, I know me, I try to, I try to save everything, you know, so when I am doing it in the event, right. like over the past a, I year. Have a, I, have a, I have a quick question. Uh-huh. What is today's What is today's date, month, date, and year? Today is, what's the, what is the day? I don't know, January 17th, is it 17th? January, yeah, January 17th, 2017. Right. Receipts is so 1980s. All you need is a, uh, a credit card. <laughs> All you need is a credit card. So he played me. He played me on the low. <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess you fit in well with no booker there for uh, a lot of change. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but all you need is a, uh, a a credit card that you assign solely to your business, and at the end of the year, just get a, a bank statement to That's to nice. go. Okay, yeah, that's good to, to know. Do, 
Right. So if you're using cash, if you're using cash, cool, keep a receipt. But to actually carry every receipt that you take everywhere, it's it's kind of outdated. And okay. at that point, the only time those things are actually requested is if you're audited. Okay. Well, I say that because they did request a, additional information from me last year with regards to my mm-hmm. business miles. And, you know, I, I, you know, what I put on there, but I did have receipts and, and things like that. So I was able to actually like sit there and log, but yeah, I could have went, I guess, went through my bank statement and, you know, mm-hmm. and, and got how much gas I put in and logged the miles and then things like that to, you know, so it wouldn't have been as tedious as it was. Yeah. So, so one yeah. thing that they'll, the, the IRS accepts several things. They'll accept bank statements. They'll accept receipts they'll accept like you said logs they'll accept bookkeeping so you have a bookkeeper and he's tracking all your income as well as all your expenses these are all things the irs accepts especially for mileage now say it's january 17 you look at your dashboard you have 20,000 miles on it now you know keep track of what you actually use for work and you know all those logs are are acceptable okay all right, sounds so good. One, so, um, Go ahead. when you brought up being audited, why do people get audited? And, you know, how do they keep from being audited? All right, so for the most part, being audited is random, is what they say. But there are absolutely red flags that people trigger on their tax return. So, for one, being a business owner, say – you write off 70% of your income and expenses or 130% of your income and expenses, that's a red red flag. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Now, say you're claiming head of household and for three people and you only made $10,000, that's a red flag. How How are you solely supporting a house of four off of a $10,000 income? Right. And one, and it's not to say it's impossible because I know there are a lot of people with lower incomes that do, you know, take care of their family. But at the point you're, you receive government assistance, you're no longer head of household because the government there is, is taking care of a lot of your expenses. You oh, can, they're the head of your household. Yes. You can still claim your children, but at that point you can't be head of household. Oh wow. I didn't know that. So is that kind of why a lot of people that are on, like, assistance and stuff, they let other people clean their kids? Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. It's, <laughs> if, <laughs> if that was okay, yes, that's probably a reason someone would do that if that was legal. Okay, but, but that's not legal, okay. Yeah, yeah they're, they're not allowed to do that. <laughs> oh, my bad. Now, now, since you brought that up, that's another red flag. Your child has been claimed by eight people in eight years. That's a oh, red flag. Okay. Mm. That makes sense. I actually know somebody that got audited for that last year. I know somebody that got audited that because they, uh, the person, yeah. Well, there were two different situations. There was one where they, like, gave the information, but it, like, wouldn't go through because they already had, like, somebody else claiming the person. And then mm-hmm. it was, like, another situation where they had, like, too many people claiming them and then got audited. Yeah. 
And a lot of times I, I like to tell people being audited does not mean you're going to jail. It's not the end of the world. Now, you know, given the information you provided is correct, like you said with Marquise, when he had his small business, he was audited, but he gave him the receipts. Yeah. You know, they'll 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 wash their hands with it. They'll give you your money, and everything will be fine. Yeah. Well, I just I just well, Marquise just ignored them, and then they just kept the state <laughs> refund, and they said everything oh, was cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> Marquise knew he was kind of wrong with it anyway, so he you know no, we, no need to poke the bear. You know, so. oh, okay, okay. I can't remember doing my state taxes. I only do my federal taxes. I guess that's not good. I guess I should. Like, well, Pennsylvania that. isn't. Uh, I, I do a lot of Pennsylvania returns because I'm from PA, despite living in New York, and they don't really give much money. Like I'd yeah, say no, ninety percent. Yeah, I'd say ninety percent of my PA state returns are zero dollars. Meanwhile, New York will give you thousands of dollars. So really, that's yeah. Is it because we're a commonwealth? Well, I, I mean, I guess it's because we tax less as well. Oh, true, true, true. That is yeah. true. Well, now we got that sugary drink tax. <laughs> they don't want to take money back from their day soda they bought all year. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess I, um, oh, and was just like, is there anything that people can do to ensure that their taxes are done correctly? There are three things to make you can do to make sure your your taxes are done perfectly. Okay? Okay. The first thing you can do is pick up your phone and call my team of trained professionals at 718-327-3162. The second thing you can do to make sure your taxes are done correctly is to walk in our location at 2119 Ma Avenue, Far Rock, New York. And your third option to make sure your taxes are done correctly is to email your documents to myself at admin at gotaxplus.com. Okay, that sounds good. I mean, hey. That, that was three, that was three, three good plugs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's, let's run them back again. Give them to the people one more time. All right. So if you're trying to make sure your taxes are done correctly, any of these three options will assure you a perfect tax return. Option one, pick up your phone and call my team at 718-327-3162. Option two, walk into our Tax Plus location at 2119 Mott Avenue, Far Rockaway, New York. And option three, email your documents to myself at admin at gotaxplus.com. Okay, and you do small Sounds businesses, good. individuals, and everything, right? I've yet to meet a tax return I couldn't handle. I've done yes. million-dollar tax returns. I've done $10 tax returns. Oh, wow, that's dope. And you can help anyone anywhere in the country, right? Yes, we also have a new software that allows you to remotely sign and view your tax return before it's submitted, so I can assist anybody from anywhere. That's awesome. Well, we are definitely so thankful for you in this You're interview. Definitely I definitely feel like I learned uh, a lot of things. I learned a plethora of things tonight. 
So we definitely appreciate you and all your knowledge that you shared with us and the listeners. And I definitely encourage our listeners to, you know, use any of those three that he just gave us to make sure that our refunds are on point and your refund is Liddy. Yes, 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 yes. But no, like I said, the pleasure is mine. I haven't been interviewed in what, four or five years since I was a college athlete. So this is fun (laughs) for me. Well, we were definitely glad to have you. So thanks again. Thanks for for calling in. Appreciate you. No problem. Hopefully I help Marquise out and he's good. Oh yeah, Marquise's good (laughs) right now. (laughs) Marquise's good. So this is this is definitely a, a great opportunity. Definitely check them out. And this is no booking info. We out. Peace. Yeah, All right. Bye.